a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with the news you need for this Thursday, May 4th. Missouri's Attorney General renews his call for the St. Louis Circuit Attorney to resign, accusing her of splitting her time between prosecuting and nursing school. Andrew Bailey has now issued subpoenas to find out how much time Kim Gardner is spending on nursing school at St. Louis University. If the Circuit Attorney wants to be a nurse, she needs to cease pretending to be a prosecuting attorney. It's time for the Circuit Attorney to go for the rule of law and justice for victims to prevail. Bailey was asked if he has inside information that Gardner is about to quit. There are rumors circulating around Jefferson City and St. Louis about potential resignations, and I'm here to tell you we will pursue this case unless and until such time as she resigns and commits to not running for office in the future. Sources are also telling KMOX that negotiations are underway with Gardner's team to get her to step down. Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. A spokesperson for Gardner tells KMOX she has no information on whether Gardner is going to resign and says, quote, any suggestion that she is not fully committed to her duties as circuit attorney is blatantly false, close quote. A woman was shot and killed in a downtown parking garage Wednesday evening. It happened around 6.45 p.m. at 9th and Washington in the garage of the Marriott St. Louis Grand Hotel. Police say the victim was shot multiple times. They've offered no other details. The St. Louis Police Department still saying last week's killing in Keener Plaza was not a random act. Camel X wanted to know if the shooting victim, Darius Mullins, knew the 17-year-old suspect. St. Louis Police Lieutenant Donna Garrett. How they know each other, um, I can't answer any questions about that. That's something that I'll have to refer to the feds. The 17-year-old suspect was turned over to federal authorities when pressed about the relationship between the victim and alleged shooter. Police say it's information they do not know or cannot release. Maria Kina, KMOX News. Metro Transit responding to recent shootings on its trains. By State Development is adding metal detectors to their Metrolink platform security, calling it a pilot program. CEO Talby Roach says they're buying two walkthrough detectors, which will be moved around to various stations. He says this will not become system-wide. Let's say if somebody went through the detector and they would need to then be searched or denied service, okay, similar to a TSA-type function. And that is not tenable at every single station. Roach says officers from local police departments will operate the checkpoints. Stations serving popular summer events will see the most use of the detectors. The move comes after a pair of recent shootings on Metrolink trains. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. A plan to ban people from walking in the street in St. Louis County is drawing fire from an attorney who won a major settlement against the county for its past treatment of an exit ramp beggar. Beavis Shock won a $150,000 settlement in 2021 for a man who was ticketed for begging at Interstate 55 in Lindbergh. He says the latest plan before the county council is unconstitutional. The government cannot restrict speech, which is really what this is about. They say it's for safety, but it's not. It's really, that's a pretext. It's really about getting homeless people out of St. Louis County. Supporters of the measure say it's about public safety. The plan was given first round approval Tuesday night by a vote of five to two. It could come up for a final vote next week. 
An airport commission meeting on raising parking fees at Lambert-owned lots and garages took a turn into some turbulence for the airport director. The issue is transparency. The meeting was about raising parking rates, but by how much? The Post-Dispatch said in a break from routine, the airport director refused to publicly release details of the meeting agenda ahead of time. She said the airport would now only release the legal minimum. That was in the paper and on the radio, and Commissioner Kathy Osborne was not pleased. The idea that somehow we'd make a decision today without at least alerting the public that we're going to make the decision. But our responsibility is to make decisions based on what we think is in the best interest of the airport. But certainly not disregarding any public input into it. Director Rhonda Hamabrighi explained. I felt out of respect for the commissioners that we should be able to have the conversations with you first, not the, the commissioners decided to table the parking proposal until next time, leaving travelers time to weigh in on increases like Lot D going from 7 to $9 a day. There's also a plan for a new lot to be built near Southwest's Terminal 2. Meantime, commissioners talked about forming committees to hear about issues earlier in the process and potentially splitting the director and commission chair positions. Michael Calhoun, KMOX News. To prevent the banning of books in public libraries passed the Illinois Senate Wednesday, State Senator Laura Murphy says it's in response to other states that are restricting libraries. Particularly in this environment where people want to skew history and rewrite history, we need to be able to study all forms of history, all information. Murphy says if her bill for intellectual freedom for libraries becomes law, it would be the first of its kind in the nation. Wednesday on KMOX, we focused on the state budget process on Total Information AM. Today, a look at the St. Louis County budget process. The county is at least $31 million in the red. St. Louis County Executive Dr. Sam Page joined Carol Daniel and Tom Ackerman on KMOX's Total Information AM. Before we get to that, I just want to get your reaction on a separate issue that does pertain to the county. What's your reaction to these proposals to combine the St. Louis County Prosecutor's Office and the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office? Well, in the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office um, has had the same leadership t- since 2017, and it's, it's been a failure. Our victims and defendants are waiting for justice. Uh, the office has lost most of, most of their staff, and I don't see that turning, a, turning around. Um, we're, St. Louis County and St. Louis City work together on public safety on a lot of fronts, and we'll continue to do that. And if there's an opportunity for us to help, I'm sure that the prosecuting attorney and, and my office will do everything possible. Uh, with the way the law is structured, uh, there are a lot of limitations around that. If it changes, then we'll We'll work together in a new system and step up. Does that have to be a uh, that has to be a state move? Does it not, or or can it be the county and the city coming together? Well, if the state paces, passes a law that combines the circuit, we'll look at it. And if there's a new election and uh, this uh, and someone runs to to represent both jurisdictions, then uh, we'll work through that. If that person's Wesley Bell, I'm sure he'll do a, a good job. There are a lot of things that that need to happen. I think the most uh, for that to work, but the most immediate need is is to address uh, the backlog of cases in the circuit attorney's office as promptly as possible. This is St. Louis County Executive Dr. Sam Page joining us in studio, and again, we appreciate it. The two main ways to balance a budget, you either cut the money going out or you increase the money coming in. What is the current plan in the situation that you're in? Well, to put this in perspective, uh, St. Louis County is responsible for public safety, public health, um, economic development, roads and bridges, very important 
um, services in St. Louis County. We, pro- we were able to provide that uh, with the resources we have. And since 2008, when those resources dropped dramatically during the recession, uh, we began spending into our reserve, and we've been doing that for 15 years. Um, we are able to continue to provide good services today because we backfilled the budget first with new revenue from Proposition P for public safety, which has gone um, almost exclusively to the police department uh, since 2017. And the COVID re- relief funds have helped us rebuild our reserve. So we're now uh, spending from the reserve. Um, the The proper way to manage a bus- budget is to match revenues and expenses. We've been able to get around that by cutting into a reserve, and that's what I'd like to turn around. I'd like to be able to match revenues and expenses uh, because that's the best long-term solution. Um, we can get through this year. We can get through next year, but we need a long-term solution here. I think I put a typo in there. It is $41 million, not $31, correct? Well, it is. 40, what is it? <laughs> it is budgeted at $41 million, but uh, we really don't know for sure because we have three, about $3.5 million more coming in from our new marijuana tax that the voters just passed. And we know that our sales tax revenues are up quite a bit. Uh, we just don't know how much. Depending on how much those revenues are up, and we'll know towards the end of the summer, um, that that $40 million will shrink uh, quite a bit. It, it, go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, I was going to ask you just a, a follow-up to what you said. How do you do this without impacting service to your residents? Well, that's a difficult question. We have to look at all the services we provide. We won't balance our budget by cutting, you know, 5% across the board or not giving our employees raises. We have to have these hard conversations about what programs are you going to continue to provide. Are we going to continue to provide public health services or continue to give the vast majority of our budget to um, to uh, public safety? Are we going to make uh, these cuts are, I, I think, when our residents begin to understand the services we provide and what a great value that they get, there's not going to be a lot of appetite for cutting these, but we have to have these difficult conversations. We have to make absolutely sure um, that there aren't any programs that we can cut. And when there are programs we can cut, we need to do it. Then we can go back and ask our residents for um, for new revenue, but only when we make that argument that we've looked everywhere and we're in the process of doing that right now. The best opportunity for new revenue would be um, uh, a use tax or a, a, a tax on internet purchases, which is widely accepted and widely adopted across the country, across the state, and across the region. If we did that in St. Louis County, that would solve a lot of our problems. We, we know you have to go. You have a conference to get to, uh, but, but what is the next step? Uh, we're, we're spending an unprecedented amount of time talking about the budget, uh, something that, uh, looking back, should have been done over the past 15 years. Uh, we're in weekly or biweekly meetings um, with different council members to talk about where cuts are possible. We're starting a conversation in town halls with a community this summer, and we're unveiling a new budget tool that will let everyone in the community go online and make adjustments to our budget and see in real time what that would, uh, what impact that would have. That's St. Louis County Executive Dr. Sam Page with Carol Daniel and Tom Ackerman on KMOX's Total Information AM. I'm Megan Lynch. STL All Local is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.